My name is Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher, and welcome to Two, two Peas in, in a, a podcast, podcast, a relationship advice show from two people who like each other very, very, very much. much. That's the sound of news because we are under the weather watch. Sorry, I'm not feeling incredible. <laughs> I am so out of it that I thought you were making a Houston joke and I was about oh, to no. be I was That's like terrible. I was like, that is disgusting. I saw someone do that on Facebook and no. I was like, unfollow. No. One thing that is cool that yes. I did see though, speaking of the Houston, is that I'm not an Anheuser-Busch fan and I would rather never drink it, but they have stopped production of their beer and are canning water. They do that for a lot of emergencies. Like, I've seen that happen a few times. I know. I thought that's pretty cool. Because they have the power to really, like, do that easily. That's, I think that's awesome. I think that's really to cool, too. To have to be such a huge, uh, usually we think of these, like, huge global, blah, and say what you about Anheuser-Busch, but to be able to halt production and do something like that for people, I think that's amazing. So if you guys haven't heard, there was a hurricane that came through the Houston area, and it's leaving a lot of flooding. Mm-hmm. And the scary part about that is... The last count I heard was over 50 inches of water in some areas, and the floodwaters aren't supposed to dissipate until a few days from now. And now the death count, the last time I heard it was at six, but they're expecting it to get higher. Oh, man. So if you pray, pray for these people. If you want to donate to something, find an organization you feel like you can donate to. Yeah. Big help for Houston. Big help for Houston. Big help for Houston. But to get back to the original story, Stephanie... You've just been napping all weekend. Yep. <laughs> Not feeling great. But that being said, this is going to be so vomit bag worthy. Hey, that's what we aim for here. The one thing that always makes me feel better when I'm sick is when you hold my hand. <laughs> you like all of your urge to throw up has just been transferred onto everyone who listens. And there's been this simultaneous vomit across the world. Well, there was a time when we were in Italy, actually, and I got a migraine. And when I get migraines, they're debilitating. Mm-hmm. And I found out then, like when you just touched my shoulder, it was the only time I felt better. Oh. And I've heard of people talk about healing touch. And I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like, a, I don't care. Now, I when will. When you touch my shoulder or hold my hand, I feel better. Well, that's good. Because when you had a migraine and were laying in bed and I was holding your hand, I was starving and ate a whole pack of beef jerky. <laughs> so I was not feeling as good as you were. We had brought a backpack worth of snacks. <laughs> I was starving. We had gone through three museums and you'd come out of the museum and you were like, I think I got a migraine. I'm like, oh, no. These dark, dark museums, so much information coming into your brain, and then you get blinded by that Tuscan sun. And then we're just laying in bed for hours and hours, and it's from like I'm pretty six sure hours. you thought you were never going to eat again. I thought I would never eat again, and I ate three Nutri-Grain <laughs> bars and like five Slim Jims and a whole bag of beef jerky. You ate half of our, over half of our <laughs> snacks in like four I hours. I thought I would never eat again, honey. I thought you did. I Well, and you never said anything. And you. I didn't hear it because I had earplugs in. And I just woke on. up and then I looked at your side of the bed and there was a pile of trash. But I did keep my hand upon yours. You did. And See, you this is all one handed snacking. It's all, it's all worth it. What is the sound of one handed snacking? <laughs> unwrap, unwrap, unwrap. Oh, that's when you get to use your teeth. You got those. God made you those face knives for a reason. That's right. <laughs> So, 
We are two peas in a podcast. This is a relationship advice show from two people that like each other very, very much. The podcast has two segments. The first segment is P's and Q's, where mm-hmm. we take a question from you, our pod squad, and talk about it or try to answer it. The second is the split, where we take a relationship or advice article torn from the headlines and we talk about it. We talk about it. And I feel like this actually ties in pretty well to your predicament, um, except for the last part. But the beginning part, I feel like is, a you know, we can relate. We can relate. So this is from listener Brent. Hello, Brent. Thanks for writing in. Brent says that last week... He had the flu for quite a few days, and he made it to the weekend, and he says that on Saturday, I asked if my wife could just, like, stick around and keep me company. Uh, Again, I was really sick. She agreed. Uh, It was nothing out of the ordinary. That day, on Saturday, I fell asleep, like you do, uh, and I woke up. My wife was gone. I couldn't find her anywhere. And after a bunch of texts and a few calls later, I finally got a hold of her, and she was actually out shopping. Uh... I asked her, like, but you you just left me. And she said, well, you were sleeping anyway. It's not really a big deal. And I'm seriously feeling hurt and angry. What do I do? So Brent was sick. Yep. With the flu. Asked his wife to stay. He fell asleep. So she was like, you know what? He's asleep. I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to get out of here for a minute because this house is stinky with flu bugs and i need some fresh air so for clarification i'm assuming what did you say the kind of shopping because she like she wasn't like doing groceries to be helpful to their household no it was more of like the uh the shopping of like i'm gonna go shopping i want a new purse yeah and now he feels hurt yeah because i feel like grocery shopping is a very specific kind of grocery shopping yeah and i do kind of feel in one way when you're stuck in a flu ridden house you got to get out but regardless if it's helpful shopping or personal shopping, if you, if I had said, Stephanie, can you stay? And I fell asleep and then you left, I would also feel upset, well, <laughs> regardless think, of what it I was. I think the kicker is sh- he asked for what he wanted or needed and she agreed. Yeah. And so if she didn't want to do that, she should have renegotiated. Yeah. How- or said, I'll stay for two hours, but I need to get out of the house. Can I stay for two hours, go for an hour and come back? Yeah. Or like, hey, you're going to take a nap. Load up on some Benadryl. You'll be out for three hours. I'll be back in two and a half. (laughs) I think what... Okay, so because I'm sick, this is what I'm thinking in this moment. I'm thinking, if I were to ask you to stay and Mm -hmm. you said yes, and then I get up and you're gone, my mind would automatically go to worst case scenario, we're 80, I need your help, and you've abandoned me. We're 80? You know what I mean? Like we flash <laughs> flash forward a few years, like 50 okay. years. Mm-hmm. We're now 80 and I need your help. And then you're like, no, I'm going to my coffee clutch. <laughs> and then my mind goes to, well, if they're not taking care of me now, will they take care of me in the future? Oh, yes. You do tend to go to that very, very worst case scenario. And I can see that of like, if you're going to, you know, bail on me now, what if when things are actually very bad? Yeah. In what the would future? you think, though, if you were sick and I... First of all, I'd think that you got in an accident or fell down the stairs or something um <laughs> you always think that you're like she's dead or got lost or kidnapped like i would literally be like oh man and I'm then gonna you, do some Liam and you probably stuff. forgot your phone at home and who knows where you are so i would try to go out and find you maybe while <laughs> sick all the way just 
have you seen have you seen stuff and people would not want to talk to me about it it'd be very an ugly very unfortunate scene that's very sweet of you (laughs) i like how you don't think like you think the worst but not that i would have done something bad but that something obviously happened to me well clearly you are an angel and a princess something clearly (laughs) happened to you i think the answer to this one is I would wait for a nice moment, mm-hmm. and I would bring up the why, and I would say something to the effect of, when I was sick, I asked if you could stay. Can you help me understand why you left when you had agreed to stay? Yeah, and, and let her speak as well. You know, it's. I think um, it's fair to hear her out, too. I do think it's really hard to get around the fact that when you ask someone to do something, and then they agree, and then they don't, like, that's really difficult. Yeah. However... If you want to solve this peacefully, Brent, I think the best thing to do, first of all, it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel upset. Do you feel like there's a breach of trust? You were in a weak point in your life. You needed the assistance. (laughs) Who was going to feed you those salting crackers? No one. No one. No one was there for you. But I think if you just talk it out, well, not talk it out. I think if you have like a direct and specific discussion about the situation without getting into personal attacks. I think it would be good. I think that's okay. And then after she explains why, I think I would explain how I'm feeling, but then say, in the future, what could we do differently? Yeah. And then come to whatever agreement. Because maybe she was just sick of being around sick people, but she didn't want to tell you that. Because telling a sick person that they're gross and you need to get out isn't going to make them feel better. Hey, Stephanie, I love you, and I know you're not feeling well, but... uh... I can't be around you. I know. And like, <laughs> that, that's hard to say. I can't even joke say that. I'm going to be this person. I love my dad. I love him. I think I've talked about this before. But when my dad is sick, he's a child and it's awful to be <laughs> Not one of those him. like good children. No, suddenly he goes from this like masculine man who can like dig trenches to like, <clears throat> like can't do anything. <laughs> like a tiny Tim character. And you have to do everything for him. It's very overwhelming, I think because of the switch. But telling him no when he's sick is not something I think I could do. So I'm, I don't know if that, Brent, I love you, man. But I don't know what you're like when you're sick either. Yeah, this isn't your fault because she said she would do it. Maybe you're a big jerk when you're sick and you deserve it. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying some people when it. they are sick can be very difficult patients. But in that case, she needs to find a way to tell you that or communicate that and then find a way to take care of herself while taking care of you. Well, have you heard of the man flu? Oh, yeah. So maybe he has man. F- maybe he wasn't even really sick. it's all a lie just to get attention yeah but i don't want to blame the victim here but i I like victim is too strong of a word i think he's a victim i I mean he's a victim i think something bad happened but i think that i don't know what would be more scary to me if just regardless of if i was sick or not you just being gone if i were just gone and didn't tell you you would freak out you have done that before have i you were i have but you had gone on a walk and I'd woken up and I was like, where are you? And I like Aww. looked for all the signs and like your wallet was still here. I'm like, okay, where's your wallet? And like the clues, <laughs> like, like, oh, those shoes are here, but those shoes are gone. Perry Como Belcher on the, <laughs> on the case. Perry Como? Is it Perry Mason? Perry Mason? Who's Perry Como? Who is Perry Como? <laughs> oh, I know all the 
older people who listen are yelling at or they're podcasting right now. Older people aren't listening to this. Yes, they I'm do. I'm just kidding. I'm just we kidding. love all God's people. I had a moment today where I was like, you know, what if millennials got to start making fun of older generations? But we, then I was like, you know, when they go low. We go high. <laughs> I was in... Um, <laughs> are you are you googling? I'm googling Perry names? Como. Perry Como. Oh, he's, he's a, a singer. singer. I should know that. Perino Ronald Como was an American singer and television personality. Speaking of older folks, I was in a meeting today where we discussed on whether students would like binders or lanyards better. It was a good. It was a good conversation. Why don't you just ask some students? <laughs> well, why don't Why don't you get them? What What's the thing in the back of the cell phone? Pop socket. Get pop sockets. Fidget spinners. Pop sockets. Fidget spinners are bottles. Do they can flip them? Get a pop socket that says JCC on it. So, or JC on it. That's so cool. That's such a good idea. I know. We Don't got get fanny, any one of those. We got fanny packs. Did I show you that? That's cool. We got fanny packs. They got a cool design. What were we talking? Uh, Brent. Brent. Um. Okay. Talk to Brent, your partner. Explain Brent. why you were hurt. Give her a chance to respond. Renegotiate for the future. Reevaluate what you might be able to control in the future, just in case you are a difficult patient. Throw up in the bottom of her sock drawer. Cover it with the rest of her socks. Don't tell her about it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. That's probably the worst advice we've ever given. A little funny, though. <laughs> oh, Brent, Brent. Unless you no. share a sock drawer. Okay. Like Stephanie said, do everything Stephanie said. Don't do what I said. Because what I said was funny, not helpful. <laughs> and that brings us to <laughs> the split. Where we oh. take a relationship or advice article torn from the headlines and talk about it. Leo's in here. We have our cat is arrived. So Dell, how do you feel about dying? I feel. I feel not great about it. <laughs> I feel like it's uh hmm, not good. I thought I could have a joke, like a quick quip. I know it's hard. It's hard to come back for the quip. <laughs> I didn't set you up for success. How do I feel about dying? I feel cold. What if I told you that you've already done one of the best things you can do to reduce your risks of dying of heart disease? Um, good. I would feel good. Is that your question? How would I feel? Yes. How would you feel? I would feel good. Well, you have. I have felt good. So, marriage. Marriage? Yes. Helps you not die of heart disease. It reduces your risk of dying of heart disease. That sounds, I love you, babe, but I feel like heart disease is one of those things when you get married, that's that in sickness and in health, you're just like, that's, the, you're going to get it. You're going to get you're it. You're going to get it. What else are you going to get? Uh, Cancer. Um, measles. Shingles. Polio. Polio. Rubella. Measles. Uh, bumps. Brent, he would get flu. <laughs> Bird so, flu. Swine flu. There was a, this is a study done in the UK, so red flag that a little bit, because maybe UK people are different than us. They're eating, have, they're eating more fish and chips over there. They've got bad science. So this is a study done by Aston Medical School in Birmingham, and they studied one million adults Whoa. that were at risk for heart disease. Are there that many people in England? It could have been a, a sample of people that was collected over a long people time. Oh, mm. Yeah, there's that many people, but... <laughs> There's a lot of reason they could have gotten to a million. Okay, okay. Uh, so they looked at people that had heart disease or signs of heart disease, and those are people with higher blood pressure, high cholesterol, mm-hmm. and type 2 diabetes. Mm. So they looked at those people, followed them up five years later, and they wanted to figure out which people were less likely to have those heart disease factors. 
Okay, and the biggest number one was marriage. Marriage. Marriage is what keeps you from heart disease today. Yeah, so if you have blood pressure, you reduce your risk by 14%. If you're married, it reduces blood pressure? Uh, The people that were in the blood pressure group had a reduced risk of 14%. Wow. The people that were in the high cholesterol, reduced risk of 16%. And type 2 diabetes, reduced risk of 10%. It's incredible. Does there any any explanation why? Magic. Magic. The magic of marriage. It's that, the power of love. As, oh, yeah, you go. It's the power of love. That's the, the power of um, The American poet, Huey Lewis, he's talked about the power of love. That's true. This is the power of love. It can reduce your diabetes. It can make you jump higher. It can make you run faster. It's good for your heart. <laughs> your your heart-shaped heart and your gross organ-shaped heart. So they... <laughs> this is where the article kind of fell short, I thought. So they said that the main reason why it reduced your risk of heart disease was because you had a nagging spouse who made you take care of yourself. <laughs> I'm so close. Study a million people to come up with nagging. It's like, oh, 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 you, you, you almost had it. But what if it's true? Well, I just think it's the word nagging. Yeah. And then I think maybe well, it's because they're British. I think a lot of it is more simple than that. I think it's just a matter of people that are alone. Or not alone, people that are single just don't have a second person there to take care of them. Well, okay. I, I get it too. And so, okay. For example, we're married. And I was never very, never really healthy, but you're very healthy. And being married to you. Says the girl that's like, well. I have a healthy lifestyle. Everyone can catch the bug. Um, You can, I, you have motivated me to work out. And since you eat healthy, I eat healthy. Um, And also, like, I used to smoke cigarettes and you were like, in the future, like, I don't want to be around that. If we have kids someday, I don't want them to be around it. You're going to have to quit. And so, like. You ha- being around you has helped me uh, get better habits and keep those good habits. I don't know if I would have been able to keep those without you. And it wasn't because you were nagging, per se. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was more because just I wanted to be with you and I had something more to live for than just myself. I think there's that, too. Because if you're married, you might be more likely to have children. And if you have children, you might have grandchildren. And, like, I have nieces and nephews. I want to see them. Yeah. I want to see them get married. I want to see them just do stuff in life. I want to so. see them grow old and become grandparents. Yeah. Wouldn't that be I cool? I want to be able to, like, taunt them when I pass away. But then I think it's also a matter of, like, I wonder if they looked at the people who never got married. Because sometimes I wonder if the people that never get married are already making lifestyle decisions that might not be healthy for them. I'm not saying that people that don't get married are automatically unhealthy. Mm. But what if you've already pre-selected into that group and it isn't marriage as the specific control there? But mm. but there's a chance I'm overthinking that. It, there, is, it's just a, there is a chance you are overthinking Or you know what? What? Maybe someone's just an egg. <laughs> <laughs> you should work out more. You should eat better. You should take better care of yourself. Oh, the other thing that they did say that made sense is if you have doctor's appointments or all that stuff, you have a second person to help you with scheduling and showing up and getting to your appointments. It's and... that extra motivation. Well, it's having a second person. It's just life's kind of... It's harder sometimes, but I think it's just easier to have a second person to help you. 
Well, yeah, two heads are better than one. That's right. That's what they say. Who says that? They say that. No. Aww. So, Del, yeah. you're less likely to die of heart disease. You're yes. welcome. And well, you, you are if too. If we move to Great Britain. You are too. Now, I also wanted to see if they split it up by males and females, because sometimes these effects are actually only beneficial to men. I've seen other studies, like... They're beneficial to men, but women are just just net out. Well, I appreciate you. Because you know the other thing I thought of? Hmm. I'm like, yeah, like women just generally have less risky behavior, mm-hmm. although that's gone up over the years. I will say I have made better choices. Um, and when I mean risky behavior, I mean like the things I decide to like climb on or jump off of. I have chosen more wisely lower things because I'm married to you. Well, I think of that and I think of... When I lived in Australia, I had a family of host brothers, and they told me this story about how they bought some, like, air guns and then just went into a field and shot each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's what guys do. And I just thought, you know, I can tell you how that's going to end. And either way, it's not a good ending. So get married, you'll live longer. You'll shoot your eye out. (laughs) One of those situations. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing that split with us today. It was very enlightening, and I am going to live forever. Thank you, babe. I hope so. I hope so, too. So if you have something on your mind that you would like to share with us for us to talk about on the split, or if you have a question to write in uh, about your relationship that you would like us to help uh, either make a more fun of or give good information about, hopefully advice, you can do that at contactppodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at contact or, or ugh, I've been doing this forever and I'll never get it right. It's a good thing I have it memorized. Podcast on Twitter or facebook.com slash groups slash podcast. We're also on SoundCloud and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Also, we're on iTunes. So, uh, Help us to up in the rankings. Give us a review. Give us some stars. That would be awesome. But I think that's it for today. So, Stephanie, anything else? We hope that after listening to this podcast, you too learn that you can like each other very, very, very much. much. Mm.